Hi, welcome to You Should Play, a podcast that explores different tabletop role-playing games that you should play, or we should play, or people should play. Uh, I'm one of the hosts. My name is Ray. Uh, I was the game master for the game that we recently played, which was Fantasy Flight's uh, Star Wars game. Uh, with me is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hello. I was about to wave, and then I realized, hang on, this is audio. You should totally still wave. Everyone will love it. It will be very appealing to everyone. As well as Alicia, we have our participant and producer, John. John, how's it going? I'm waving also. Oh, man. You guys it's not are too bad. Waivers. Yeah. <laughs> We're good wavers. Yeah. I want to let all the listeners know that these people, they can wave. Uh, so <laughs> as I mentioned, um, this is uh, our podcast, You Should Play. Uh, this episode of the podcast is the after action report, right? We played Fantasy Flight uh, Star Wars. And now we're going to talk about how that went. A um, uh, little bit of background, we got to play one session of it. Um, we are likely to finish it for our own purposes, um, but we want to make sure that we, we kind of get this information out there for people who are interested in this game. So, uh, John, uh, first thoughts, first impressions about the game, uh, having a little bit of a chance to think about it. What'd you think? Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. The world is amazing because it's, amazing as it should be it's not um, right, really. the uh the dice are a little bit crazier L lucky enough we had that online tool where I, at least i was able to add all the dice and then gather from your guys uh reactions what went wrong or didn't work wrong because so, it's, so it's my still greek to me yeah i think if you played like another one or two sessions that you would then be able to kind of do that yourself as you kind of got more comfortable. Do you think that'd be, is I, I that think, the trajectory or now? I think three or four more sessions. And also I think what I needed to do, which I didn't do last night, uh, would be to like have a legend up next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right pictures of the yeah. dice symbols. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was my own fault. And, uh, you know, when we do our next session, I'll have it up there. But yeah, it's... I'm going to own some cool. of the blame as well. I yeah. could have certainly helped out a little bit more, giving you like a little file just with images. And again, but again, so so you feel like it's it's accept, like you could be successful. It's yeah, not, yeah, not exactly. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that I would be like, oh dang, if something went wrong, rather than be like, all right, what what's what? Jesse's huh? face say? Jesse's happy. <laughs> all right, we're good. We're good. Like Jesse yeah. looks, Jesse looks amazed. Yeah, so excited. Really, really <laughs> Well, um, I so had a lot of bad dice rolls, so like yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we all did. It was yeah. pretty good for that. So, Alicia, what was cool about the game? What are your kind of first thoughts or takeaways? Um, well, I uh, I also needed the legend, and because the three of us are on Zoom, I'm going to show you that I I drew a little legend for myself. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. As I, I was I've learned a valuable us. lesson this day. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty important. For me, a legendary lesson. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, boo. <laughs> Absolutely. So the legend. Okay. So right next step's a little bit more prep. Um, yeah. and, and definitely, I think, and that sounds like good basic prep. So everyone should take that as advice. If you have new players to a game, uh, check your assumptions about what is easy to understand and what is not. And Although, I think you do a job of that, which is fine. I will say that because I drew it myself, once I had drawn each symbol, I never had to look at the legend again. <laughs> But if it had just been handed to me, I might have had to check it each time. Well, and then it could have been handed to you and you could have just copied it, though. 
that's possible. I mean, like, like <laughs> again, <laughs> we'll, what we'll do is is uh, we'll we'll find a legend, and in the show notes we'll put one. <laughs> just, just we'll find one we like and be like, hey, everyone, if you're interested, use this thing along with everyone. So, um, um, out, outside the legend, what were your thoughts about the game, how it ran, the system, any kind of that sort of stuff? Um, I really, I enjoyed the fact that we, the trajectory of our game changed dramatically at least twice based on our dice rolls. What we thought we were going to do almost changed entirely just mm. because of the way that things turned out. And that was both fun and kind of a challenge to figure out how adeptly we could keep up with what was happening and was great for you as a, or you did a great job as a GM, just kind of, well, I guess we're doing this now and rolling with it and making it mostly seem like it was on purpose, even sure. though we knew- Enough. This wasn't in the cards to begin. Well, this wasn't in the dice to begin with. Yeah, and that's that's actually a really neat uh, strength of the system. And for people who are interested in it, I think Alicia, what you're talking about is the triumph and the despair. Exactly. So those those are symbols that are on um, one of the dice types, uh, on a, and it's a twelve sided die. And there's only one of those symbols on all of the twelve sides. So every time you roll that die, one in twelve chance that that symbol is going to come up, one or the other, and there the design of it is that triumphs are supposed to be really great things happen for the player characters and despairs are really terrible things happen for the player characters so it's kind of neat that the game has mechanics that really encourage during play for for both game masters and players to stretch and to figure out and, and to come up with something that right still feels star wars still feels like it could happen in a cool star wars narrative but it kind of reminds me of like those most unpredictable moments from the movies and the TV shows. Absolutely. Where stuff just turns on its head and the mechanics do that, which is nice. As, at least as a game master, I always enjoy that. So that's cool that that, I'm, I'm happy that was featured last night as well. So um, we talked a little bit uh, last time we, we met about predictions about the game. And I don't know if you remember your predictions and that's okay if you don't. <laughs> uh, I'm totally fine with that because I imagine in the future, we'll be able to listen to the thing we recorded before we record the next thing the following day. <laughs> I'm all about transparency. So yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there one day. We'll get there very, I'm assuming actually with the next episode, we'll get there. It's, it, it's all growth. So um, do you guys remember any of your predictions? Was there anything you thought the game was going to be like and it did that or didn't do that? Um, anything at all? Or I'm pretty sure that I said that what I was going to be focusing on the most was at the beginning would be mechanics and just understanding gameplay. And then once I got the hang of that, that I would really be focusing on on story. And I was absolutely right about mechanics. I would say it probably took me about an hour before I was also having the same reactions to the dice rolls. <laughs> and, sure. and as soon as it would come up, I would know what that was and then could just move on. And, um, and um, so in that sense, Yes, my predictions were absolutely correct. Sounds good. What about you, John? Anything? Yeah, I think I said the same thing. It's just uh, following along the dice rolls. Uh, I said I wanted a uh, flush uh, world with the underbelly of Star Wars that we don't get to see that much. And we definitely saw that because the setting and everything 
the fact that we were all gang members in different gangs, it all made more sense. Cool, great. Yeah, you guys definitely, um, uh, for, for those of you who are not going to listen to the entire actual play, which I, I understand, you're welcome to, but it, that's not really the purpose. Um, you guys definitely were playing characters who were not like anywhere near any of the main movies or storylines. And then Absolutely I think that right. makes sense. Um, I think that there's a danger in a game with a strong IP where like, you're like, I want to like run into Luke Skywalker and like high five him. And that can be a cool moment, but is also fraught with danger and can be a really kind of end up being a really unsatisfying moment. Um, it's just, it's just dangerous. Right. So like, um, you guys were definitely playing characters that were on the other end of the spectrum, but, but I imagine characters that if they were to continue on in their lives would eventually become players on a larger scale, possibly with the rebellion, possibly, I mean, the empire is great for that, right? Like there's a big oogie boogie battle, bad guy that are fascists. So it's easy to be like, we got to fight those guys, right? Which is, is pretty nice that it, it works out that way. So um, jumping in into that, I guess, or piggybacking off of that, changing my order of questions, like, would you, you think as a, as a gamer, if someone was pitching to you, like, we're going to play Star Wars, we're going to see Flight Star Wars, it's going to be an ongoing game. Is that, having experienced what you did, is that a game you think you'd be thumbs up for, thumbs down for, medium? What are your kind of thoughts? And try to compare it to, like, other games in, in your head. Like, is this a game you're like, yeah, I'm going to spend every other week doing this thing? Or is it not? Absolutely. Like, the, okay. the two greatest things about this and other games like D&D and other tabletop rvgs they they're all they're all video games i play and they're kind of solo experiences mm -hmm. and being able to collaborate with other people hang out with other people and do that social yes and to like create a great story that people have reactions to that's that's what i want to play you know? okay and I'm, I'm gonna push on that a little bit and i want to mm -hmm. ask you this john you only have time for one game Okay. Are you playing Star Wars, the tabletop role-playing game, or are you playing Dungeons and Dragons? You only want to Both yep. the game masters can yep. skill. I got you. I I want to play a little bit more Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. At, at this place in time, you're like, and is that yep. based on uh, novelty? You just like Star Wars better? The system, a combination? Is it like? Uh, I like the story and where it could go, and then I think with more. Uh, exposure to the dice i will learn more and okay. be more ready as we go gotcha. on, so the, the comfort you know is, is coming alicia yeah. same kind of question you have you only have time for one game well you know is this is this <laughs> going to be near the top of the list or is this one you're like eh, whatever we'll yeah this on. this would be higher on the list uh one of the things and i would play this in a campaign and i think one of the things that i like about it especially if you were to compare it to say Dungeons and Dragons is that it is set up in such a way that it's easily done solo or with uh, no pun intended or with just one per one or two people rather than needing your entire team uh, sure. to, to carry on or to excuse that, you know, Oh, well, so-and-so is just off on an adventure for a couple of weeks while this human being has other obligations that they need to take care of. Yeah, uh, whereas this, this Star Wars game does seem to be a lot more set up to be flexible, um, both in terms of the number of players that you can have and the ability to dip in and out, but also in the 
in the gameplay itself, there seems to be a little bit more flexibility with your actions and your dice roll and what you can do to move the story forward rather than just uh, focusing on, on your quest, must achieve this goal. And it's, it's just a determination of how successful or how bad your failure is. Uh, whereas the Star Wars game has does seem to have a little bit more ability for unpredictability and spontaneity and rabbit holes, which could be kind of fun. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely feel the same way about it. Um, I love this game um, and I love it kind of for almost exactly that reason. This is a great game for game masters and players who are more improvisational in nature. And, and I think that the more your table has that instinct, really the stronger the game's gonna, gonna come off. I think one of the greatest strengths of it is that really powerful IP, because as the game master, certainly, and then as players, I'm assuming as well, when the dice tell us something weird should happen, I can imagine what would happen in a Star Wars. And it's not like if I'm playing in some like somebody's homebrewed like Dungeons and Dragons world and like some random thing can come up and I might get it wrong. We kind of all have enough shared overlap in what does Star Wars mean where I, most people can probably hit something near the target and, and it will feel Star Wars a, as you kind of play it. And then to get a little deeper on the mechanical side of things, I, I will certainly say that I'm, I'm a very improvisational game master and I'm very confident when I run but I didn't have a single stat sheet in front of me the entire night. I didn't have a single, like, this bad guy has these stats. Like, now you guys didn't really get into a combat and we're gonna talk about next, like highlights next might, might involve a, a not combat, but it's pretty easy to be like, okay, it's either easy, average or hard. And then if it's like, you're trying to lie to someone who's really skilled, you're like, oh, I'm gonna upgrade two of those dice and if you're just lying to like a person, it's like, I just don't do any of it. So it, I mean, our stats there, there's tons of materials you can go. I mean, there's, there's, well, even link, there's an online program that has every bad guy they've ever created in any of the fantasy flight games and a program where you can pull up multiple stats sheets at the same time and blink through them. It's amazing. The fans love this game, but it's not necessary to play. And, and in fact, that accessibility even makes it easy to be like, oh, oh no, I need 10 stormtroopers. Very easy to find very easy to stat. Every resolution is the same dice system. So it's, it's very easy to run and from that standpoint in an improvisational way. So I did want to get to though, um, maybe as a teaser to convince people to sit through the actual play, what, were, what was a favorite moment? What was kind of like a thing that was cool that occurred? Well, for me, I would, I would say, that my most memorable was also my most surprising moment. I would never have guessed that going in, we would have had a situation in which my character picked up John's character and used him as a battering ram to try to get through a door, failed spectacularly, sure, and then tried it again. Yeah, I mean, you were you were you were committed to getting and and john's character as well was committed to getting inside the i called it a server room because i may be a confident dm but i am a luddite so right you wanted to get into the server room to put in the program 
and John's character got caught in the in the in the inner working inner quarters of the casino, and your character's best bet was like, "We're gonna we're gonna do the Ocean's Eleven thing. We're gonna pretend like we're enemies. I'm gonna slam him in the door." And then lock the door. You even talked about it at the table. It was like, we're going to lock him in. And then I'm going to pretend to beat him up. And he's going to hack the computer. And the dice were like, no. No, his <laughs> body repeatedly rammed against the door. And it's not going to work. We and did. I we think, had a perfect plan. I think yeah. that was the only combat, Quotey Fingers, yeah. that, that occurred. It was. It, it literally was. That, that was... I, that was the only time I rolled the dice too. Like, well, for for fighting, I mean, you for, roll for like computer. Well, well like time. getting through that door. Oh yeah. yeah, that entire like transaction and getting beat up. That <laughs> that was it. Like that 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 was all. It was me just surviving, and that was all the dice we did. Like the rest was all really good role play, because they were out on the floor doing other things. Well, that, and that was um, John. Were you going to talk about that thing with Jesse's character, or can can that be my favorite moment? I didn't know what. Yeah, that, that could be your favorite moment. Yeah. So, um, uh, our friend Jesse was playing with us, and Jesse is the main character of this thing I'm running called Corellian Chronicles, which is where, like, right, I run for him when we're both available, and he plays kind of a Han Solo type, very you know, just basic. And they were going to this casino, and they were going to try to sneak in some some data into the casino computers. And Jesse, when dealing with the doorman, um, uh, chose to make a die roll. It was one of those rolls like, you can roll or not, it's up to you. I was like, you can just walk in or you can see how good, you know, what you can get out of this. And he chose to make a die roll and one of those awesome despairs came up. So what happened was they identified Jesse's character as a championship pit fighter named Greystone. And Jesse's character cannot fight his way out of a wet paper bag at all but then the entire casino started treating him like he was royalty and you, that was a bad thing in the situation because they just wanted to kind of sneak in and and lay low and kind of case the joint and it was a bad thing but i also think right created opportunities absolutely that, you know, like weren't <laughs> going to be present otherwise but that i thought that was a pretty fun turn that was, that was kind of really neat that was definitely the first time that the game turned in a direction we didn't expect yeah, and it, it, I think I was very pleased because it let you guys, like, I'm psyched that before you went, you you kind of had in your heads, like, oh, we're going to case the joint and poke around and sneak around and figure out what's up. And then I was very happy that the dice said, none of that needs to occur. You got to yeah. do this other very high risk thing. And I thought that was, a, I hope as players, it felt like a good move. Like, it felt like, oh, oh interesting, right? It wasn't like, Curses. Um, but also, as a game master, I know I run stuff at a pretty full throttle pace. So it's not like you guys spend an hour making a plan beforehand. No. It was like it was like, what should we do? I don't know. Let's let's just walk in. Okay, we'll figure it out. So it wasn't too too bad. It's like um, we're John, here. We might as well uh, throw spaghetti at the wall. See what happens. And I was the spaghetti. You were the spaghetti. So John, John did you have a separate uh, favorite moment? Was it related to? Uh, being having your character slammed into a door multiple times as a as a poor battering ram like i i think watching jesse like work through the like yeah i'm that guy um so like i'm the guy let let me go do what i want and then he did have some fails during that that may come back back to bite him the next mm -hmm. night but like 
he you know just watching him flub through that was pretty funny so i mean yeah the, the casino gave him a ten thousand credit line of credit yeah because he's very famous and very rich um to again to tease the actual play for people who are interested i believe the end result of the story was jesse's character pretending to be the the prize fighter and alicia's character were able to bring your character out to the back alley and say like we'll take care of this for you because we're buddies proceeded to pretend to beat you up yep <laughs> so that door is certainly not closed for them um we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with lane your character like what kind of disguise you would wear <laughs> to go back into the casino but in a very interesting way neither jesse's character uh um i can't remember what his name is do you guys remember his neither jesse's character garen or regna alicia's character they can't sneak through that place anymore they're no. very important they're yeah very well known um so i'm pretty psyched about that moving forward and then i guess i'm, I'm also mindful of time we're not over time yet so don't worry I'm also yep. very psyched about a thing that came out there with another despair, which was one of the high roller gamblers identified that Jesse's character was not who he said he was. Yeah. And that that then didn't have any play yet because the, the story took a turn and that guy didn't have any chance to like weaponize that information. But there is still someone out there who for certain knows that like this is nonsense and who the casino boss knows. So there's there's some interesting, like, let's make a deal moments that are potentially there. We're trying to avoid it or all that stuff. It's really fun stuff. Um, again, I had a blast with you guys. Uh, so um, I guess my last question would be, now having played it, um, if you were going to kind of make a pitch to someone to play this game, if you were going to answer the question, why this game? How would you describe this game in a couple sentences to somebody and how, what would you say would be the reasons they should play it? Like you're making a pitch to your buddy. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I like, I, like, I like to play Call of Cthulhu. I just play Call of Cthulhu. And you're like, okay, that's a great game, but. So do you guys have any ideas? Well, I would play Call of Cthulhu, so I don't know how. I get, well, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm joking with you. Um, I, it's like, if you like Star Wars, if you want to know what else could go on, you know, all those other stories, everything from the expanded universe that has been purged, but it's coming back in little by little. So yeah. Um, you know, just if you're a fan of the, the uh, mythos of star Wars, you're going to love this no matter what. So show up, right. It, it delivers a star Wars yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Alicia, what do you think? I think to add on to that, it's a it's an accessible game because yeah. it's a known universe. And so uh, with that in mind, it's probably an easy way to bring someone in who is less familiar with role-playing games or someone who is only used to one. So if someone has only played Dungeons and Dragons for 20 years, this would be a good one to branch out into because it is an it's a known entity which makes it more accessible and then and to piggyback off of that another reason i think uh about like the dungeons and dragons connection is is that this game unlike many of the more narrative shared narrative games that i enjoy playing 
this game has a really robust and satisfying character creation and character advancement system. And I know that when I'm feeling like I want to play a traditional game or a crunchier game, or my friends do, this game, this game pushes that button. Like you guys haven't, you'll get to experience it very soon before we play the next session, but the, the game is designed where like every session you're supposed to get like 15 to 20 experience points. And you don't know what that means in context, but let me tell you what it means. It means you could take any one of your skills that were one and turn it into a two for just 10 experience points. So you can think about what your character did and be like, I'd like to be a little bit better at this. And you can do that to two of your career skills. So two of the things you didn't feel like you were up to snuff and you could do that. Or you could make one of your skills level four and be super good at a thing, right? So, and, and because it's not like a level-based system, it's just an XP-based system, you get to do that in like chunks the entire time, which, which can be very satisfying for people. Um, the other kind of look under the hood is, and you guys, um, on purpose, I made, I made these characters for, for Alicia and, and John, but there's buying skills, which makes your character more consistently successful at the things that they would like to do. And then there's buying these things called talents, which give them widgets and knobs and rules exceptions that are ex more extraordinary than just increasing your skills. I've played this game for multiple year plus long campaigns. And some of the players I played with only ever bought like one or two talents because as a player at the table, they forget that kind of stuff. They just bought a whole bunch of skills and guess what? Their character was awesome. <laughs> like they're hanging out with another character who didn't buy a lot of skills, but could like do all this crazy stuff. And both of those kinds of players were really satisfied and both of their characters felt very cool to them and they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to pursue talents or feats or special abilities. They didn't have to pursue skills. And I think for, for my money, that's one of the best things about the design in terms of character advancement is you can make a really simple character and still feel really good when you're playing the game and have your character be like, my character's awesome at gambling. Do, do you have the ability to like switch two of the dice and trade it for a blue? No, I just make the decision. I want to roll my gambling. And when I do, because I don't have those bells and whistles, I'm just consistently a much better gambler. Less flashy and, and, and uh, uh, intricate, but more successful, which is, I think, a very satisfying thing. So I'm hearing, unless I'm mistaken, that, that we have two thumbs up for Fantasy Flight Game Star Wars. It is, it is a wood play again. Um, it is a game that, that you know, would be kind of near the top of the list for people who want to play a game if they can only play one. Uh, and I look forward to uh, continuing to play at least one more session for Curling Chronicles with you guys so you can finish up and see how that, I want to know how it ends up too. Um, and then we'll see kind of that moving forward. So uh, this is our uh, after action report for Fantasy Flight Games uh, Star Wars. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. Hope it was a little bit helpful. And once we have all of our social media kind of stuff, you're more than welcome to engage in our uh, various communities and be like, hey, I want to talk about this and find some other people to play this game. And like, that would be awesome. And then you could tell us how it went for you and be like, you're a dirty liar or you're telling the truth. John and Alicia, you're the liar. I don't know how this is going to work out. So uh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm Ray once again. And uh, see you later, Alicia. See you later, John. Bye. And uh, yeah, um, you should definitely play. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's it. That works.
Thank you for listening to You Should Play, a Ray Nagel podcast. Produced by Six Pack Nerds Network.